You're listening to South Bend Beat, produced by Alpha Dog Podcast. This week on South Bend Beat, we have Ben Slaybaugh. This will be a little bit of a different episode. Ben is a member of the Amish community in Middlebury, and we've been friends for a while, and he expressed interest in doing an Ask Me Anything type of interview in some kind of public fashion that uh, would be okay from Amish standards, and we settled on an audio podcast. So I gathered questions that people had uh, about the Amish community, uh, Amish faith, and we put them all to him. He answered every single question. Uh, we went for about 45 minutes here and left no stone unturned. And this episode, like every other episode, is brought to you by Martin Supermarkets. Pop into Martin's uh, side door deli. I like to go in there and get muffins, lunch, uh, they have chicken, they have barbecue, they have a little bit of everything. Eventually, we'll have the salad bar back up and running. Um, and also, also their groceries to go. Um, if you want to be efficient about it and nice and quick, get things done, check out that option. It's at martins-supermarkets.com. You can find them on social media at Martins Markets. So make sure you go check them out. Count on us. That's their slogan, and they live up to it. So enjoy this episode with Ben Slaybaugh. Ben, how are you doing? Real well. Better than I deserve. <laughs> so this one, I've personally been excited for this one for a while. We got a lot of feedback on social media, people excited. Before we get into some of the specific questions, why don't you just give us a brief, just some background on you, like where you're from, what you do, that kind of stuff. Uh, Middlebury, live in Middlebury, grown, you know, born and raised there, grew up there, uh, raising strawberries, about 200 head of cattle fruit trees about 300 fruit trees uh so that's that was my background growing up went to a local school there with about 60 students so just small school farm raised on the farm and uh now i'm fast forward went through some metal fabrication jobs and fast forward and now for the last five years i've had my company green improvements uh based out of goshen indiana so we're gonna wrap up this interview talking on your entrepreneur side which is quite the feat especially at your age and what you got started so in between then what i did is i posted on social media we have a member of the amish community which you are amish um coming in for an interview and what questions do you have we've spoken in the past where you said you are usually more than happy to clear up misconceptions for people and uh you know just kind of set the facts straight before i get into specific questions are there any like top level misconceptions that right off the bat you want to debunk absolutely hit, hit me let's go one of the biggest shocks was a chiropractor in south bend when i was getting a treatment literally thought that amish mafia is real and that <laughs> set me off like like i had no clue that people as close as you know living in south bend 30 40 miles away from middlebury actually believe amish mafia you know when he first mentioned it did you even know what he was talking about yeah, oh, I knew what the show okay. was. I've heard about it, you know, 
well, like when we're out in public, we get asked about it all the time. I just didn't <laughs> realize that people this local, you know, as local as South Bend. Is he thought to, Middlebury had Amish mafias. He, oh, absolutely. I mean, he thought Amish Mafia was absolutely He was probably feeling you out real. to see if you were Mafia. He, he probably thought I was a part of it, yeah. That's right. So there is no Amish Mafia, at least locally. Uh, at least not anywhere that I'm aware of, no. Um, any it's other, just a TV show. I, I did notice, so doing research for this interview, uh, there's a website called Reddit, which is like a community type thing. And that the big popular thing on Reddit is AMA or Ask Me Anything. And a few times they've had someone from the Amish community come on. And then the members can just ask any questions they have, similar to what we're doing here. And he said, after he left the Amish community, he's like, yeah, I was watching some of these Amish shows. And they were speaking Dutch. And what they were saying didn't match the subtitles. He's like, that's when I knew that they were fake. Gotcha. He's yeah. like, I, I could know what they were saying, but they wanted it to look like something else. And it didn't even match. Yeah, so yeah. That's yeah. probably more what it is. They're just trying to get entertainment value. Yeah. Yeah. Best entertainment that I can think of of things that's also not true, but just just funny Amish entertainment type yeah. deal is Jacob the Amish Weatherman on oh, YouTube. Okay, um, Jacob the Amish Weatherman. We'll he speaks kind of half English, half Dutch, and he has a perfect Pennsylvania Dutch accent, and it's just you know. Is he playing a character? or Is he actually Amish? No, he like he puts a mop on his chin to look like a beard, and he wears a big <laughs> hat. He's totally not Amish. He's just okay, he's character. making he's making fun of the Amish, but it's like in a way that it's not really He's not a, attacking. He's not attacking, yeah. it's not it's not offensive to us, and it's actually like funny in, in my opinion. And I think that's one uh, a misconception that I'll get into. Like yeah, the um when you go in and talk to the Amish, it's not like you're gonna get upset about everything. There's ways that you can bring the Amish lifestyle into conversation or jokes. It's like yeah, you have a sense of humor too. You think stuff is funny. Not everything you view it as an attack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. I mean, these guys, th- this guy from Pennsylvania that I'm talking about has been hired by the Amish, like for company entertainment or whatever. That's funny. Like, he's 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 hilarious. I mean, and it's even it's probably more funny for us because we know what's true and what's not true. It's probably more <laughs> funny for us than it is for you know another outside random person watching. So getting right into it, can you explain? Amish subcultures because you've mentioned like even on the walk over here you said Lancaster is going to be a little bit different than here and then there's Ohio Missouri some are more strict some are more lenient can you explain that like there's different pockets of Amish communities and not every not everybody follows kind of the same path correct that is correct so we all come from the same ancestors if you will Um, but there's pockets of Amish in now I'm not like debunking or, or, or trying to downgrade these Amish in these other states. Right, you're just explaining I'm, the I'm difference. Just, I'm just yeah. simply saying some, you know, there's some, some other states uh, also in the Midwestern region where there, it's just like they're not even, how do I want to say it? Yes, they call themselves Amish. We call ourselves Amish, but they're not even in the same category. And I'm not, like, anything I say about other Amish, I'm not trying to in any way uh, downgrade. Not negative, just different. Not negative, just, just different. different and, yeah. and some things that, you know, seem shocking to us. Obviously, I mean, things that seem normal to me, Kyle, seem shocking. You know, right. Yeah. Seem shocking to you. So, you know, just, just things like some of these, you know, companies, it's, it's just in their culture. Like, they might shout, take a shower once a week or something. You know, just crazy stuff like so that. So that's not you. That is not us. No, okay. no, trust me. That is that is, that is is not us. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, you know, there's there's been uh, 
you know, I've, I've heard comments from non-Amish people from those communities saying, like, if they're in the grocery store, they can smell if an Amish guy is, you know, close by. Well, that's not... You'd like to shower. We're, we're like normal, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in, that, in that sense of things, like, we're normal, uh, don't, you know, yes, there are some Amish out there like that, but don't associate the Middlebury, Goshen, Elkhart communities with, you know, down that line. So this area, you're, you're talking Middlebury, Elkhart, Goshen, it's going to be pretty similar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Napanee, uh, even Michigan, like, uh, like uh, north of Sturgis. What's that city called? There's a uh, right now. I forget the name. White Pigeon and Sturgis, and on north of there. Uh, Anyway, like those those people, and then uh, you know, all the way down to Rome City, Shipshawana, Lagrange, Howell, Napanee, uh, Bourbon, Middlebury, Goshen, obviously, uh, Middlesbrough. All those are kind of the yeah, I mean, within there might be small variances and pockets of small, very small variances, but as a whole, like we class Pretty ourselves level. as all one and the same. Yeah. Okay. So, what does you mentioned going to a small school? What does education look like in the Amish community? From, like, I don't know if you have anything to compare it to on the English side, but I want to know like how traditional it is. Like, is it you start with a kindergarten and a new grade every year is it more hands-on education like what did your education look like growing up um so basically i mean are you in a classroom yeah yeah yeah, and definitely yeah in a classroom uh but the like so as far as our like classroom and then recess we would have had you know the the entire school would have played together unless it would have if if there were games like volleyball or basketball there were more like the grades were separated and, mm-hmm. and played on their competing level but in terms of if we you know a lot of times if there was six inches of snow on the ground that we still went outside and just played you know makeup games as a whole you know just random whatever random run around games where the entire school like first grade to eighth grade would have been involved in the same game so there's stuff like that but in terms of the educate like that was kind of the the lifestyle mm-hmm. part of the school but in terms of education we had oh if i forgive me if i get some of this wrong but i believe there were eight subjects uh obviously the reading writing arithmetic english vocabulary um and then some of the Oh, what did I miss? What's another general health? Not, not a big school guy. Yeah, health, health, PE. Health and then, but science was really not a, we didn't really get into science. We got into the basics, like, you know, in terms of. You never of, dissected a frog or anything like no, that? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 nothing like that. I mean, not nothing even close to that. What's but, your first language? Uh, Pennsylvania Dutch. It's really just a dialect. We couldn't really call it a language. Like, there's no written language for how how I like for how I speak when I'm not around English people there's really no written language it's a dialect handed down from generation to generation so at what point did you just grow up learning both like do you remember learning English oh absolutely it, oh absolutely you know there's you know many times that an English guy just laughed at me you know when I said something or or I should say more the the older Amish people laugh at the young kids when they're trying to learn English because they throw Dutch words and and English words in together in the same set and this just sounds hilarious you know they think <laughs> they they just try to make up English words what they think to mess be. with you yeah well yeah so what which language do you speak more on a daily basis English just because yeah. of my company I'm <laughs> I mean so what I'm, about like on the weekend 
Would you speak more oh, English or Dutch? Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. The so only like, t- only time we speak English, like pure English, at home is when we don't want the kids, the young preschoolers, really to know what we're talking about. That's interesting. So. <laughs> That's cool. Um, let's get into this question. Has to do with Amish and technology, computers, phones, um, and even we can touch on driving. I know you said computers. They go to Lancaster to be like reverse engineered. There is a company, not all of them, but there is a company in Lancaster that <laughs> virtually so what does it do once it lands on your desk? What is it capable of, that computer? It can, like, edit photos. It can it can do all the Microsoft applications, like okay. Publisher, Word, uh, PowerPoint, stuff, Spreadsheets, yeah. Excel. Yeah, all of that. Um, QuickBooks, uh, email. Uh, however, it can like email. You can email. You can send PDFs. You can do all that stuff. But we would have our browsers locked down. So no live links. Like no, you can't, you can't Google something if you want to. No, okay. Can't Google anything. Or if you email me a link, I'm not going to be able to open it. Okay. And I mean, what does that process look like? Do you order from Lancaster? Or are you like, I like this computer. I have to send it to Lancaster. They'll send it back. No, no. You just order it straight, straight from, from them La- from Lancaster. Okay. And then phones. I know there's some, even in the local community, some of the Amish have smartphones. You are a flip phone guy, I correct? Am. Yeah. Uh, so you, but you can text. You yeah. can text on the flip phone. Yep. Um, what is it? Just personal choice between smartphone, flip phone, no phone. Is it like a family choice uh, or is it depend on what church you go to? So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like that, that'd kind of come into the small, like pocketed, like mm-hmm. minor differences in pocketed areas within our region. Um, there's, there's some, there's not a lot of people that have smartphones, but there's some uh, that would have them for their, for their, you know, if they were running companies or yep. whatever. Uh, but even that would be few. Uh, I would just have a flip phone in terms. So basically, where that comes in is just uh, protecting us from from bad content, so right. to speak. That's being that's, able to browse the internet. That yeah, kind of thing. yeah. Yep. That that's really the only. Um, yeah, you're not doing that on fact. a flip phone. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that. Let's talk driving. All right. You. Uh, so how often are are you a horse and buggy guy? Like when you need to get around town. I assume you own a horse and buggy. I do one okay. horse, yeah, and one buggy. Yep. And then, but obviously for your job, I know this morning you were in South Haven. You have to be kind of everywhere, so That's you right. have a chauffeur, chauffeur, correct? I do full and time, a, yep. a full time, basically on payroll, and his job is to get Ben where Ben needs to go. That is correct. Um, it, I think you've said this before. That's like a business model in the Amish community, being a driver, right? Uh, that it's not a business. Or there are people, I mean, there's plenty of people that's their full-time job. That, that is in terms of that'd be more like transportation versus like what I have, what, what you were talking about, a chauffeur, a chauffeur, that would be, that's not really a, a totally a normal, like that would just drive for one person full-time, be there at all times on call. That'd be, there, there's, there's a bunch of other people that have that. It's just that that's not the normal occupation that I was talking about, the occu- where, where they actually make a, like a career out of it or, or what you were talking about being an occupation is, is Amish transportation as a whole, like where the driver, the person would own a 15-passenger van and would just take random calls from random Amish and just haul Amish all over the place. So is that like when... I notice you'll see a lot of Amish groups at the mall, university. That is correct. Mall. They would have came out. There They'll with all a load up in the van and go to the mall. That's right. Now, is there certain stores at the mall that can be shopped at, and or, or can you shop anywhere you want? Like, can you go into the Apple Store and start playing with a iPad or MacBook? 
Well, you can. Maybe, maybe not supposed to, but well, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can't like you're you're talking in terms of church rules and stuff. Yeah. Well, there's really no. No one's no, gonna come. There's no. no rules or regulations against it. It's just like, why would you want to go in there and and play with the device if you're not gonna buy? Can't it? have it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mostly, I would assume, like going to get clothing, shoes, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think every time I've seen it, typically you'll go in a group, right? There typically probably won't be just one or two people. Uh, I shop alone sometimes, but yeah, yeah. there's there's most of the time. Uh, well, and that that comes as far as the distance. Like, mm-hmm. so that's what, 30, 35, 40 minute drive right. from Middlebury? Well, so you're not going to go with the buggy. You're going to go with the driver. So right. if you're going to go with the driver, then you'd try and get up, a group of people. Yeah, try to get a group of people to split the cost. <laughs> I like it. So. I like it. All right. Um, what, what does a weekend for you look like? And I also want to talk specifically. Jordan reminded me this morning. You said there's a card game you guys play a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I need the specifics to that again quickly. But outside of playing that card game, like, what does a weekend of recreation look like for you? For me, it'd be, well, I'm kind of a six days a week kind of guy. Sorry. A right. l- little, bit, little bit too much. Pretend, pretend you take a Saturday off. Because yeah. I assume Sunday is mostly for church, family time. Yeah. You're correct. taking a Saturday I, off. What I does do that take Saturday Saturdays off. What does that Saturday too. look like? During the summer, it's Alcona Country Club, obviously. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Get some golf in? Yeah. At least nine holes, if not 18. Um, I, like, I like to play golf. But... In, I'm a little different than some people in terms of my interest points. Uh, you know, yeah, I have a couple Amish friends that I golf with that love golf, but in terms of the general Amish society locally, it would be horse sales. They're big time into horses and, okay. and you know, maybe race horses or, or uh, show horses or whatever. You know, they wouldn't typically go to the races, but they're all in to raising the horses and then selling them for, you know, for the races, if that makes sense. So, like, as a, as a, as a society, it would be fishing or uh, horse sales, whereas me and some of my friends, it would be more like uh, wakeboarding or uh, snowboarding in the wintertime, obviously, and then uh, golf during the summer. That would be kind of the, the Saturday, and the, the Saturday night – would be either throwing some steaks on the grill at home or then going to Mishawaka to obviously, you know, I like Longhorn Steakhouse. That's right. (laughs) So can you give us a brief recap of this card game that you guys say you play a lot? You said that can get heat. Yeah, Rook. Yeah. What are the rules again, real quick? Uh, It's a little tough to explain in short form, but basically, so everybody gets dealt the same amount of cards, and then there's a – and so – it's intentionally like five cards are left out that do not get dealt out to the to the people uh, playing. And that gets put to the center of the table. And so in accordance with what you have in your hand, you bid on that on that stack of upside down cards in the center that you can't see. You you bid on that 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 stack of cards and uh, so basically then whoever bids the highest gets to take that that centerpiece and and use those cards for his play in hand. And so as you, so basically there, and it ends up being one Trump color and whoever takes the center uh, stack gets to, that person gets to, gets to say what color. Gets to dictate what color. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, okay. Gets to dictate what colors Trump that time, like, or that, that play in round. And so, you know, you'd have, yeah, let's say a yellow you know, somebody would lead on a yellow card. Well, if 
if I, if the if the if it comes around to me, I'm the last guy playing, and there's a couple of good pointers on there that I'd like to have. If it, they all played yellow, well, I can just slap out my black card if black happens to be trump, you know, during that playing round, and that that means that trumps whatever's out there. My card, the color that's trump, trumps whatever else is out, you know. That and it can been, get heated. It can get quite heated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Can you can you explain Amish courtship? How did you meet your wife? I I met my wife through sports. Sport? What sport? Yeah, volleyball. Volleyball. Co-ed volleyball. Okay. That's kind of big amongst the Amish is co-ed volleyball. Uh, a lot of lot of leagues and and tournaments that get played with with co-ed volleyball amongst the Amish and the uh, Mennonites. Are you pretty good at volleyball? I used to be decent, but uh, in terms of my younger brother and some of my buddies, no. Like, they're, they're pretty good? Yeah, like some of my friends have gone down to Florida and won the big tournament down there. It's like a huge overnight tournament. Uh, really? In Florida that where exists? people... Is it Amish only or... No, no, not Amish only. So like, it's just a big volleyball tournament just down there? Just a huge volleyball wow. tournament. It is it is a big portion of it is Amish and Mennonite just because... They're so good at it. Just Well, just because <laughs> they, they love the sport yeah. and everybody knows about that specific tournament. But no, there's just like total open. Like, I mean, random, I mean... So how old Amish, were you when you met your wife? What's that? How old were you when you met your wife? Oh, I met her, uh, I just turned 17 when I met her, but I okay. didn't know I was in love with her till 19. <laughs> and how old were you when you got married? Uh, 21. And in the Amish community, typically, you would get married younger, I guess, than the English, uh, right? Uh, or at least I mean, having families younger? Be- between 20 and 25. Okay, so not that much younger. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are people that get married at 18 and 19, but it's the it's totally the exception, not the rule. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, and I assume courtship looks pretty much like it does on the English side, maybe going out to dates, pretty much, heading yeah. to the mall, mall, Longhorn yeah. steakhouse, that kind of thing. That and uh lake and board games, card games, whatever. Yeah. Kind of some, if you're, if you're hanging out with another couple, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here was the most asked question. All right. Fired at me. Rum Springer. There we go. I how, <laughs> how common is it in this area? Like, does everybody have a rumspringer no matter what? So what we call rumspringer is a period of life, like a, a stage in your life, whereas I know what you're thinking, what you're asking about rumspringer is the wild stuff, right? So, yeah, I think the the way the English look at it, and this is probably because of the TV shows that you've we've mentioned, is... There's some reality in some At, TV. like, late <laughs> teenager, you can basically go feel out the English side of things. And then if you... Want to return back to the Amish community? You're welcomed. If you choose not to, you don't. Is that a thing or not really? It is kind of a thing. So basically, if you'll allow me to explain how that Please is. Please do. Because okay. this, trust me, a lot of people want to hear the answer to this. <laughs> okay. So, so yes, there is truth to that. While there's thousands of people that kind of, you know, thousands of kids that would go kind of feel out the English world and just, you know, they'd drive and they'd, you know, they'd, Totally not. Smartphones. Yeah, just whatever. Everything, you know, they just, uh, there are thousands of kids that do that, but there's also thousands of kids that never leave the Amish. Mm -hmm. Like, they just stay. But we'd still call it, like, us in the Amish, we'd still say they're rumspringing. They, like, it'd just mean they're, it's in that period of life. But what, how this all comes about, or like, or is I don't agree and a lot of the Amish don't agree with how some of these kids act. Like it's not that it's just a normal accepted fact and they're just, you know, <laughs> who cares, you know, how they act. That's not 
That's not the case, although it sometimes appears to be that. But you don't view what, it as like a free pass to go do what you want for a while. Or no, you're saying it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that. Okay. But but how we look at it in terms of the Amish, you know, we're a little weird in terms of, so to speak, for looking from the outside in. You know, just like we're we're the English the, are weird to the Amish side. So yeah. Well, yeah. not all, but some. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. So basically, the how we view it is look at our culture and look what you're committing to. If you're baptized in the Amish church and commit to stay there, what you're committing to is, you know, can be a little, can be a kind of a big deal, so to speak, you know, in terms of it's a, it's a different lifestyle than if It's not you, a loose commitment you're making. It's Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's like, if you're committing to this with the realization that you could be living much more freely, you know, mm-hmm. but we kind of do it as a, as a per choice and a, and our, and a self, uh, protection plan basic mm-hmm. virtually um so how we view it is it's not good or fair or right to to uh smuggle somebody in or to like how do, uh how do i want to say this like to to get somebody to live this lifestyle and commit to it without even knowing what they're doing mm-hmm. so that's kind of where the at age 16 they're kind of like they're still advised by their parents if they want assistance with anything. It's not that like that they're turned loose with just, you know, hey, you're on your own. Like, no, not like that. It's just that at age 16, it's kind of that they're more free to make their own choices. And if they choose to get a car and, you know, not live like the Amish anymore, then there's really nothing that the parent does to stop them. Because at some point in life, you have to make your own choices and you're not going to be Amish by force. Yep. It's going to be by choice. So, that's kind of where, and then some of these kids being Amish all their lives, you know, all of a sudden, no restrictions anymore, and they just go bunkers, yeah. you know. So that's that's where some. That's of where the, you get the breaking Amish TV show. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So let's say in that scenario, and they go bonkers, and say three months, they go down to Miami, they're living the life. After three months, they're like, you know what, I think. I want to live in the Amish community the rest of my life. How open are those arms to accept them back? Wide open. Okay. No hindrances whatsoever. Okay. There's even there's even uh, been instances, and I know the person personally, there's been instances where the an Amish guy, uh, or, you know, previously Amish guy, decided he's not going to be Amish anymore, went and started, uh, you know, a courtship with a totally English girl. He's like, the grass isn't always green and, type thing. Well, and then, and then he decided he would like to be Amish again, and the girl said, hey, well, you know, I love you, whatever you want. <laughs> so she's Amish now. Oh, That's okay. happened multiple times. There's one guy, uh, like, five miles from me, a couple, married couple. They were married when they made the move. They were, like, literally... They were. They lived in Michigan. He had a college degree, uh, some mechanics in, in John Deere company or something. I mean, he had some high-profile mechanics job. She was a nurse, and now they're like totally hardcore Amish. I mean, they, you would never know that he'd have a, you know, the, <laughs> you'd never know the pat their their history. I mean, they're just driving a horse and buggy every day. I That's mean, wow. They just they saw the Amish culture and decided that's something they'd like to do. So, <laughs> so that kind of leads into a question I had later. So we'll frame it rather than couples. Say a thirty-five-year-old man comes, let's say, to your house, and he said, "You know what? I've been thinking. I think I want to join the Amish community." And it's just him. He's been English his whole life. A, is that okay? And B, if it is, what does that look like? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, but we also don't want anybody to make a, a irrational decision, you know, and then you'd regret. make sure they knew exactly what they were getting into. Correct. Yeah. Like we would, we would require them to, you know, to be around the Amish and, and to come to our events. So to you know, whatever it might be like the church gets together for an evening of volleyball, you know, and just, or games, whatever they might be. Well, you know, campfire, like he, you know, we'd, want him to be there so he can see the fun open side and then the church side, the like commitment side, the commitment side, you know, that like we want him to see every side of, of, of our lifestyle. Um, we'd want him to come to church, you know, regularly for at least six months. Um, not that our church is demanding of anything or like, but still just so they like, so they know the culture. How long is a church say three, sermon, sermon three, or how long is your church? Well, like the entire service is three entire, hours, three hours, um, okay. two and a, ranges, two and a half to three. Okay. Yeah. Do do any English attend your church? Occasionally, like yeah. friends, like random friends, like I've had. And, that, and always welcome, I assume. Absolutely. If English yeah. want to come? Yeah. Totally. Okay. Sit in and listen. They won't understand a whole lot, but they're welcome. Oh, so it is in Dutch then? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. definitely. Yeah, the only <laughs> thing you'll understand is uh, a lot of the English that have attended can, uh, have told me that like by the emotions of the, the whoever was preaching at the time, by his emotions and slight snatches of English words like they could they knew what part of the Bible he was just, talking okay, about I got you. Uh, but as a whole it's not like you're gonna sit there and understand the whole sermon no what's tithing look like in the Amish community is so, it similar to like traditional Christian tithing where it's 10 percent ten yeah yes and no I mean it's like 10 percent is kind of the talked about number mm-hmm. but we just simply look at it as if you if you're tight give a little yeah if you have cash, give a lot. Like just so maybe average. Don't 10% stop. Don't stop at if you're loaded with money and the God has blessed you and your business is doing great. Don't stop at ten percent. Bless like, others. Like bless yeah. others. Pass it on. Give. But if you're cash, absolutely cash. Don't strapped, take food off your family's table. Don't. You know, if you can't well, live. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, live how you you know. There is basically ten percent is the talked about norm uh and, and encouraged uh, amount but it's like it's not you know if you don't give 10 percent, you're no longer a member of the amish yeah. church not like that no out of wedlock births those ever happen in the amish community and if so how is it handled a what out of wedlock birth so a child out of wedlock not married and you get a girl pregnant okay 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 i was like does okay. that ever i mean does it ever come up it has happened, yes. How's it handled? The well, as long as they're you're talking, you're saying if they're they're me- dating and they and the girl. Yeah, but pregnant. if they're a member, uh, would they be a member in your in this? They're scenario, both in the Amish community, yeah. Both a member of the church. Well, yeah, say seventeen year old guy, sixteen year old girl type thing. Yep, that. Well, I can't recall anything ever happening that young, but or say but nine, it, either, either way, yeah. yes. To answer your question, yes, it has happened. Very except like not total a exception, occurrence. not a com, yeah. not like okay, you know. Every other month, so, right. yeah, no, not like that. But it has happened. It has occurred. Uh, how that would that would be happened, uh, or like how that would be handled is they would they would be removed from the Amish church at least for a short period of time. Uh, just you know, say hey, like they is that considered like a shunning? Yeah, basically. Okay. Like for two, like we wouldn't say hey, you know, you screwed up. You're you're out. No, not like that. Just it's. Kind of like a we sounds would, like a period of time to like think things over. That like, pretty much you just make sure you're it. committed to that, what we have going yeah. on here. Yeah, so basically you 
they would be uh, shunned for two weeks. And when, you know, and I know in the English world's point of we view, we have no shun- idea what shunning looks shunning, like. Why don't you, know, you set the record straight? What does shunning practically look like in the Amish community? Say I show up or say I was Amish. I do something inappropriate. I am shunned. What does my life look like for those two weeks? So in, in terms of like the two weeks where the, what, what, okay. So when shunning happens where it's only for two weeks mm-hmm. is when somebody really screwed up, but it's not that they don't want to live that way and they want to make things right. Okay. Then we just say, Hey, for two weeks, like they're showing it, remorse and correct that. Yeah. Basically yeah. you just nailed it. Like to take two weeks to not go out, you know, not show up in all the horse sales, not show up in all the gatherings. Like basically just, a house arrest. Just stay home. It's uh, I wouldn't. I mean, not I, not technically, but like but that's you just, typically like, what just it is. Stay home. Uh, think about your life a little bit. You know, read the Bible. Just think about what you committed to when you know when you were baptized. Just stuff like that is is, it's is kind of what, a get back. Time get period. back on track and just get your mindset straight again. Are there again. permanent shunnings? Some in well, I shouldn't say permanent shunnings as in when, like n- not when we shun. We wouldn't. I I can't recall of anybody ever being shunned permanently on the spot. Now there's people that are shunned that they are keep never messing up. Keep messing. Well, up. it just doesn't ever get removed from there. Like we we would never remove the shun from those people in certain scenarios. So basically, if somebody, uh, if somebody joins the Amish church and then decides to leave, we would shun them, you know, for a certain period of time. But if they make honest efforts to be, a, so some other misconception that a lot of people have is that the, the Amish think that they're, they're the only Christian. They're the only right people. No, that's not the truth. Like we might shun somebody to leave because of what they committed to. And now they're all of a sudden leaving. Mm-hmm. We would shun them. But if they're, if they make honest efforts to go to another church and be a good member, a solid member in another church, and uh, you know we we could see that they're truly tr- trying to live a Christian lifestyle, they're just not. They just don't agree with the Amish way of things. Mm-hmm. That's why they left. Then we would remove that shun, and they would just be you know like a normal person. But if somebody leaves and is in drugs and and just or yeah. all kinds of other things that. You know, he's like just committing actual crimes, crimes yeah. or just not just not making any effort whatsoever to find another suitable that church staying. Then that would just stay is shunning a formal thing. Like, is it like you are officially shunned and members of the community are made aware of this shun? Shunning? Just just the people within his church district. OK, like and, and they're it. made aware of it. Yeah. Then okay. They would be made aware of. Yeah. Um, Let's get to. So we did this last time, but I think. Uh, this would, this would be interesting. I'm gonna give you some names of just like famous people, and do it, <laughs> and you tell me what you think they are. All right. I can't remember the names we did last time, so maybe this is a repeat. Give me LeBron. When we were at Soho. Give you who? LeBron. <laughs> LeBron James. He's a basketball player. Okay. <laughs> um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, but either a singer or a basketball player. No. No. Beyonce. Singer. Taylor Swift, singer, Elon Musk, entrepreneur, inventor, big time. That one you were right on. That, you knew that that's one. right. Of course, an entrepreneur. <laughs> I wasn't going to sneak that one by you. Tom Brady, football, and Barry Bonds. No clue. 
baseball. That, that, went, that went pretty well. Elon Musk, you lit up. You knew that one right <laughs> away. <laughs> um, let's do so. two more. First one, are there any – this is a pretty technical question. Are there any tax breaks, tax exceptions for living in the Amish community? So not other than – so quite a while this was set up quite a while ago uh in terms of the social security okay. funds so the social security we technically or or normal normally i should say we don't we wouldn't draw social security now there are some people that do but just as a normal amish culture we wouldn't like we wouldn't we wouldn't take those handouts from the government, so to speak, which it, it, it technically is not a handout from the government because you paid into it your whole life. Now right. you're just drawing from it. But in terms of that, long a long time ago, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago, whatever, it was set up that, the hey, since we're not ever going to draw from it, can we have an exception from paying into it? So, and then, and you can do that. Okay. But if you work, but you that has to be, if you're working for an Amish employer, if your em, em, employer is Amish and he is also Social Security tax exempt, that would be the only time that would apply. Like if you'd go work for Jayco or Keystone RV, whatever, just mm-hmm. some random company not related to the Amish, then that would not apply. Even if you would be validly exempt, like even if your form would be valid and you'd be exempt, you'd still be paying in. Like you can't, you can't go to some other outside company and work for them and, and decide to not pay the social security tax. No. But if you, if you do that, if you, if you, you know, sign that form and, and get it, get approved to not pay that, then you're also not drawing, drawing out. Like you're not going to be drawing once you're retiring. You better have some other form of retirement plan in place. Got it. So now there's actually two more questions. I like the first one, the, I guess saying this. So the, the dressing, of the clothes where everything is very modest. I think that's by design. Everything's modest. Yep. Um, the facial hair. I think, so does the facial hair mean different things? Hmm. Or is it just your choice on what you want to do with the facial hair? Oh, before you're married, it's... That's, yeah, kinda, that's what... Okay, that's what Yeah, before you're at. married, it's just kind of choice or most people wouldn't. And once so, you're married... Then once you're married, we, we do uh, have, like, grow a beard. Okay. Not a mustache, but a beard. Um, so mustache is a no-go. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. But and the <laughs> so I guess my question for like the younger kids on the the way they dress, do they ever try to like snazz it up and do something different, or they just, pretty much just know, a little bit, you yeah, know, just like a little bit of leeway is given. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, well, shoes, I think, because shoes you can wear whatever shoes you want, can't you? Well, I mean. I guess you probably. Can, I like, probably wouldn't walk around with put some Le- the LeBron white on or DC something. flat bottoms yeah. or something. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean. There is no rules against shoes. It's just, hey, wear something modest. Somewhat modest, yeah. yeah. Um, so the last one, and this one's pretty topical, and this is probably the second most asked, the Amish and COVID. So oh, boy, tra- don't, don't go there. <laughs> no, okay. So I guess you can keep it, to not get too deep into it, you can keep it kind of based I don't want to be political. But like- even, I guess even outside of COVID, like traditional medicine versus new medicine, like when some, like we, how how common is it to go to the hospital to get care first taking care at home? Even if it's not COVID say it's the flu. Um, how open is the Amish to, I guess I would say new medicine. Wide open in terms of some people. It's just, it's really no different than the English. Like 
Some it's a family by family decision. Person by person, really. Really? Yeah, so, so, like, have a headache? Do you take an Excedrin? Or an ibuprofen? Headache, I would just let it. I, I personally, like, this is just me you personally. You got the I, headaches, don't you? I'm you not, just let it go. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm, I can't speak for all the Amish because, there, yeah, there there are some Amish that are scared of COVID, but they would certainly be the exception and not the rule. But in terms of, in terms of like, general headaches, just me personally, well, I would just ride them out unless it's really, really bad. Then I'd take an ibuprofen. Okay. But I'm, I personally am a natural guy, like big time. Okay. I mean, but herbs, whatever. So I guess I assumed that that would kind of be the same across the board in the Amish community, but it sounds like you're saying, no, this family might be a little bit more open to new medicine. This family might yeah, be. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's there's families where you get into their medicine cabinets. There's all kinds all of kind drugs of stuff, and yeah. chemicals and what have you in there that, you know, make my make me shiver because <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a natural guy. <laughs> on, on the COVID front, at least I guess you can only really speak to your local community. Is it common to like go get tested if you think no. you have the symptoms? Not at all. No. Okay. Has there been that, anyone in your community that like has gone that you know has had COVID? Uh, that has been diagnosed with COVID. Right, yes. has been diagnosed with COVID. There. Yeah. Oh, there. So there has been. There has been okay. people diagnosed with COVID. There has been a few Amish deaths, quite a few Amish deaths that have been. Labeled COVID. Labeled as COVID or died with COVID. Right. And I think you know how I feel about that. Yeah. So in general, what I'm hearing is, at least in your community, it's it not really changing your lifestyle, the way you go about your everyday life. You're, no, absolutely not. You're keeping it moving. You're still working. You're still Do going we to wash school. our hands and stuff? Absolutely. Do we use common sense? Well, of course. Yes. Just the same as we see. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Just the same as we've always have. But if so, we're a little. So, I, OK, I, this is dangerous talk for me to be talking. You can about. keep it like top level. You don't have to get too into the weeds. But, you know, yeah. Just, well, I mean, just in terms of COVID and, you know, because a lot of people feel different right, about it. So right. I don't want to, like, interject into anybody's feelings or, you know. Right. Make, whatever. So you're not speaking for other people. You're speaking. Yeah. For yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. More, mostly just me. So, but basically, uh, in terms of COVID and stuff. So you know, we don't really get the news. We don't have television. Most people don't have smartphones. You know, ninety-eight percent. Which of people. a lot of people. I mean, the media. What the media tells you, they you know they're going to kind of eat up. Whereas you get to be on the yeah. other side of that, and yeah. you don't have the influence of mainstream media. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So the only thing we see is just reality. Like we just see things around us. Like. Yeah, we still get the gist. I mean, we can't help but know what the general media is. I mean, every time we walk It's not like there's Amish that are like, what's COVID? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> it's not like that. But but in terms of COVID, you know, we see the, the, the actual reality side of things. Like, there's not... Not every time we walk into the house, the television's going and just telling us how bad it is out Scaring there. Scaring you, yeah. You know, yeah. So, just without any outside influence... We wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. Like, so, you know, because all the people that have died that were labeled with COVID, you know, with. You're talking in your community. Yeah, I'm talking in our community. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not talking for the world. I'm just talking for our community that have been labeled to die that died with COVID have also uh, had all kinds of other underlying health issues and they were expected to die in the near future anyway. Yeah. You know, so it's like we don't associate that. To say that they're, oh, yeah, they died of COVID. It's a serious big deal. Because, I mean, people were dying. (laughs) People die every year. Like, people die. I mean, just because some people die from other diseases doesn't mean it was from COVID. 
And if you look at actual statistics, the reason, the, okay, the reason, yeah, we are a little, you know, anti-COVID sometimes, but the, the, the actual reason is not at all, not in any sense because we don't have, you know, because we don't look at life as a valuable thing, you know, when people die. No, 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 that's not why we're a little bit anti-COVID. It, it's, it's because if you look at the statistics, I have checked on statistics constantly and alcohol and cigarette smoking and suicide like those are all higher than covid deaths so why are we so concerned about one little form of death virus thing whatever you know that it, most of the time it's labeled with and not of mm -hmm. like so why are we concerning ourselves so you know just cr changing our entire lifestyle with you know masks and lockdowns and all that stuff so i assume with, in your community not many vaccines will be getting taken no that's kind of a universal that's a no matter what the vaccine is that you're saying uh, no there's a lot of people you're that, saying the covid vaccine yeah specifically. the covid okay. specifically is uh uh probably be a pass yeah most people yeah, so you mentioned not here in mainstream media when you're say when you were driving here what are you listening to in the car are you like? Do you listen to pop music? Do you listen to the <laughs> no. uh, to talk radio? I mean, the, I don't. Or is it silent? It is most of the time it's silent. Or my my chauffeur likes to listen to some podcasts and stuff okay. that he's sometimes listening to, and sometimes he puts it on his Bluetooth in his ear, and sometimes he puts it on the over the speakers that. So I, you're not listening to like Ariana Grande or something? No, no, not here. Okay, no. <laughs> All right. So the last three questions we ask everybody. Um, and then we'll talk some green improvements. One, have you ever been stuck on an elevator? No. Do you, would you do okay? Or no, I would not do okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Neither would I. <laughs> what does the first hour of your day look like? Say on a weekday. Shower. It's the very first thing. That's the absolute first thing I do when I get okay, up Okay, so morning. straight to the shower. And then shower and then turn on the kettle of water for tea, hot okay. tea. And uh, then go to the office and do not like to get disturbed for the first hour. All right. And what does the last hour of your day look like? In the evening? Yep. Like with last hour before bed. Yep. Kids. Just kids playing and with the kids? Kids and story time. Who, here's, what time do you go to bed? Because I know it, you're up early because I have woken up to some emails pumped out <laughs> at like <laughs> 4.55 or something. Yeah. No. But uh, what time do you go to bed? I go to bed anytime between 9 and 10.30. Okay, and get up, what, 5? Uh, 4.15 or so. Yeah. Whew. All right, let's wrap this up with some green improvements talk. So what shocked me was oh, so we, have, we have a mutual friend, Christian Rackley. Oh, yeah. He said to go over to your place. Uh, you were looking for some help with digital marketing. And I was looking, I was like, man, this is a pretty successful company. Got it going on. And then I was blown away how young you are. So tell our listeners, how old are you? 25. 25. And you started Green Improvements at what age? Well, actually, my brother started it in 2015 when I was 19. <laughs> then at 20 years old, I bought in. And then I bought him out completely in January 2019. So two, little over two years now that I've been sole owner, but he's still with the company. Is it pretty common in the Amish community to be an entrepreneur so young? Not pretty common, but I know all the others. So it yeah. seems, you know, it seems, it seems like, yeah, there's a bunch of us, 
But on the other hand side, if you look at the numbers, no. I mean, have, small you always, percentage. have you always had the entrepreneurial spirit? Absolutely. I mean, I was I grew up, I had a 60-foot row of beans, you know, that I <laughs> bought the seeds for and hoed and sold the beans, you know. It's just stuff like that. Yeah, So absolutely. why roofing? Why roofing? Um, well, good question. Money. Yeah. <laughs> no, just uh, – so my brother – That is being an entrepreneur, though. I mean, seeing right. where there's a market inefficiency where you think you can be efficient. That's right, yeah. No, so my brother used to, when he started the company, before I joined, he was installing just two-man show installing uh, residential skylights and whatever, you know, just miscellaneous stuff. And he got into some residential roofs. And so, uh, but then he said, like, hey, you know, it's not really, not really going anywhere like this. Like, let's, you buy in as a partner and we're going to go commercial, like, search out the commercial market commercial roofing commercial's big money it uh big money along with big liability yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you get a warranty call you're out there to fix it i mean it, if you're gonna keep you know keep your name say mm-hmm. reputable you're, you're out there to fix it you're not screwing anybody because everybody in business knows everybody else in business and i think that also you, speaks to the amish community to where even if it's furniture you're buying or food product you typically know if you're buying from the amish community you're buying high quality like good work that, that I think that's that's the rule. Tagged, yeah. That's the rule, but there's the exception of the few people that you know damage it for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just inevitable. There's yeah. just those people out there. But the the rule is yes, absolutely. I mean, that's the that's what we strive for is, and that's part of us trying to. I don't want to say it. Live a good life. Set a good mm-hmm. example is our workmanship. Yeah. yeah. Um. What does the name Green Improvements have any meaning? So, well, it had. <laughs> Used to. No, so basically when he was installing skylights, um, you know, there were it was it was green energy, like green improve it was improving to green energy. Well, mm-hmm. because it was skylights and and the skylights that he installed had like you could channel it sideways. Like in other words, you could run it through the attic, you know, run it ten foot to the side and drop into the kitchen and it'd sure. still have the same amount of yeah. light. So that's where the green improvements came in at. And then we started getting to the commercial roofing market. So if I'd start a brand new company and get a brand new name, then it'd have something in with, you know, commercial roofing or roofing systems or something in that. Somewhere that'd be in the name. But people know us as Green Improvements. Our refer, you know, our main source of marketing and and growing the company is referrals. You've, so and you've built a brand name at this point. Like people yeah, know exactly. And yeah. people know who Green Improvements is. So I just, I, I kind of feel like I can't afford to change the name. And give. So we have a pretty good amount of business owners that listen to this show. Give the elevator pitch on what Green Improvements does. Like kind of what your wheelhouse is as far as projects that you can take on. Projects that we can take on what's really in our wheelhouse and what we like to do and and like some of our I'll just list some of our customers so you can mm-hmm. like get in like is the big manufacturing buildings, um, whether that's a, a dead flat roof or, you know, with tar and gravel on that we need to remove to install our product, whether it's that or a metal roof that's just simply failing and going bad. Uh, Heartland RV, Jayco, Lippert components, uh, you know. Some big but, time, big time names you're dropping, yeah. Well, those are those are kind of our main clients. Like that's that's who we live. Okay, so let's let's phrase it this way: Jayco, Heartland, Lippert, and companies such as those. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we live on. It's just that we also do all kinds of other little projects. Like I'm just 
totally using this random number as an example, for one of those companies, it might be a $250,000 job. A downtown project that's 3,000 square feet might be a, you know, a $25,000 job or whatever. Those are just random numbers. But what I'm saying is, is the ones that we live off of, so to speak, uh, are kind of the few. And then we have all kinds of other customers that we work for, you know, once in a lifetime and you know they just own one building and we go in and we do a roof and things under warranty for 20 years and they don't never need anything else again then there's the other companies that you know either huge large manufacturing companies or real estate management companies those are our like typical clients those are the ones that we're really going after got it and I will drop the plugs in here if you want to learn more about green improvements or get in touch with Ben to get a quote uh, it's greenimprovementsllc.com on the website, on Facebook under Green Improvements LLC, LinkedIn Green Improvements LLC, um, and drop the best email and phone for them to get a hold of you. Ben, I'll just give mine personally instead of the company right. one. Ben at greenimprovements.us and phone number. My direct cell, 574-202-9664. Straight to the flip phone. Straight to yep. me. Flip <laughs> right. phone, baby. <laughs> ben, thanks a ton. This was a lot of fun. I think people are going to like this. We knocked out all the questions that came in. How about Good. that? So now when you get the inevitable questions on what about this myth, you can just send them this link and be like, I already answered all these. Here oh, you go. Listen. These were so generic. Trust me, I get into so what? random corny questions. Do you, have a, do you have a couple off the top of your head that you get that weren't? weren't uh touched upon oh yeah i mean not not, not off the top of my head no so that uh, all... are there is there a question or two that just like you roll your eyes every time you hear it um well it, it's all related to amish mafia like <laughs> if kyle Pat- i love that we started if, with amish if mafia. kyle patty bingo is real and if you really play that game and does the bishop really have a mustang car hidden under a tarp and all that stuff it's like you know what th- did, those type of what questions. in the show what did they say cow patty bingo was what is that oh somebody i don't even i never watched the show like on television somebody just showed me a and video you've never heard of cow patty bingo no not <laughs> other than not other than the the amish mafia show you don't Some, you don't have a mustang under a tarp somewhere no 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 <laughs> absolutely not all right yeah. thanks a lot ben Appreciate it. Everybody I know, first it might seem like a lot, but they all play and they roll. Put that on anything that I got, and all I care about is my city, man. I can't say it enough. I done heard things about y'all that they can't say about us. I just hold it down for my side. I just hold it down for my set. I give everybody a piece of this, and I make do. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com/podcast.